all the parties. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm here in .sf. We're all ready for the joke workshop. The comedians are all outside. They're not ready. It is 6 o'clock. The way the joke workshop works, we've got a bunch of comedians that are going to do four-minute sets. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. And that means you have a minute. Wrap it up. In the in-betweens, we uh, have comments halfway through where we give helpful comments to comedians. We'll squeeze everybody in tonight. Do not worry. Uh, a lot of people, I told them, come early if they want to get a spot. Uh, all right. They've come in. Your first comedian, one of my favorite people on the scene. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Spencer Devine. There's someone for me somewhere. All right, so many people are, are late. Here they come, they're drooling in. There's Miss, Mr. Skin himself. Uh, it's funny because a lot of people have said that you should do your skin jokes more often. We really need that skin material. Burrito skins is a hilarious term for tortillas. Uh, Pam, I'm probably going to use that. Excuse me, could you lightly toast my burrito skin? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, why? What is it about not giving a stranger a cigarette that turns them from your best friend into your worst fucking enemy in the snap of a... F it's so quick. They're... They're befuddled. They're befuddled that you could possibly say no. Like, what a reasonable request. Hey, what, do they think they're saving your life one cigarette at a time? They're like, oh, I'm going to save this man's life. He just doesn't know it yet. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, how are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, can I have a cigarette? No, no, man. Oh, fuck you and everyone you've ever cared about. What the? What is this such a switch? It's like you fed a mogwai after midnight. It's goddamn gremlin season out there. Uh, maybe they think they're the first person to ever ask for a cigarette, and you're spitting in the face of their ingenuity. Uh, I don't feel like I owe you a cigarette. Uh, but strangers feel like, how dare you ever say no to that? Then you're like, why don't you have any if you smoke cigarettes? Well, I, I just didn't want to buy any. Oh? <laughs> oh, you didn't really feel like? It's, I can't break into your house. And then you're like, hey, why are you in my house? And I'll be like, I just didn't want to pay rent. Because <laughs> apparently that's how it's not convenient for me. Because if I, you know, if I get a house, I'm going to buy rent on it. So uh, I just borrow other people's houses. It's more convenient that way. People are like, Spencer, how are you such uh, the, 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 the j uh, image of joy that you are? Uh, how are you so happy all the time? Is Because you got to appreciate the little things. Okay. I was on the bus here. There was a fist fight, okay? And blood was drawn. The The bus got stopped. The cops came. Very great people watching. And then I was, I was walking to Mutiny. I saw a lizard just hanging out. 
Same levels of excitement for me. You, you know, like, what's that lizard doing out? It's getting cold and he's just chilling. He's not afraid of people. That's super cool. Uh, winning uh, a fair amount of money in the lottery. Putting on a shirt I found in the floor and it's not inside out. <laughs> Same levels of excitement. The birth of my firstborn child. Having one onion ring in my french fries. The same levels of excitement. <laughs> that is actually the very reaction that joke deserves. So, uh, I don't eat 100 grand candy bars. Because I feel like a poser. It doesn't. It doesn't work. I'm never gonna have that much money. <laughs> uh, I only eat paydays on payday. <laughs> no, these are all my candy bar jokes. I didn't r write any of these. Uh, I'm gonna do an impression. Uh, you, uh, this is an impression of one of those wacky inflatable arm guys outside the car dealerships. Uh, but he's a crazy conservative right wing theorist. I've never seen Obama take a bath. Whoa! <laughs> if the Earth's not flat, explain maps. Wow! <laughs> okay. Uh, this is my impression of the world's loudest mime. Ah! This is my impression of a speaking spell having a bad day. Uh, F. You. Thank you. I've been Spencer Devine. Woo! Well, Spencer Devine, everyone. That was phenomenal and beautiful and wonderful. Uh, your next comedian, he was also um, filling in for Dakota Price on the Trust Me, My Friends and Expert. Clap your hands together right now for J.W. Blunt. Wow, thank you for the nice, warm introduction. This place is packed. We're all laughs in the back, too. Mr. Skins, <laughs> this is great. Are, are you guys, anybody else living, you guys all live in the city? Yeah, coming up on like 10 years. I remember the first year I came here, I, uh, my mom came to visit me for the first time. We went to the, I thought it was a farmer's market. We went to the Folsom Street Fair and it was just a bunch of leather. Um, yeah, it was very, uh, very interesting. So, uh, what was I gonna say? Well, I guess I lost my uh, my shit. I won't be talking about any skins, don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, man, I thought I felt like I had something figured out when I got up here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, my first apartment in the um, that I got was in the Tenderloin, and I was walking up Polk Street, and I was with this, you know, a girlfriend. And somebody was like, Crystal, Crystal. And I was like, well, my name's not Crystal, and her name's not Crystal. And so I put together that he was trying to sell me Crystal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. So um, I, uh, one of my uh, friends had just moved into town. They had some friends that, you know, came and meet, met us up in the Tenderloin. And uh, her sister um, 
you know, was from San Diego and she came out with these uh, open-toed shoes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I was trying to figure out what would be worse, a step in human feces or uh, a syringe just laying in the, the ground. What would be better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, huh. Yeah. Bombing. <laughs> Man, you know, usually this, this kills at other places. <laughs> Ian, nice haircut. <laughs> you went from looking like Orlando Bloom to a little boy. <laughs> okay. I got it. I'm no Tony Sparks. I don't know. I'm trying to work on the audience here. Yeah, Spencer. Wow. That was great, man. You're very, uh, yeah. You were the person you were talking about earlier. That somebody, when you walk up to the door, that they get definitely got to ask you for your ID to make sure that you're like a real human. Uh, anyways, I don't know if I'm going to get the, the light or anything. I'm trying to think. I had fucking some shit. Oh, there it is. There's Daniel Lewis right there. What's up, buddy? He's about to touch down, Daniel Lewis. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm trying to think of, oh, yeah. Um, fuck, I thought I had something figured out. Now I know you guys are up here with pin pads. Yeah. Um, so, you know the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? One of them has friends. So if two, if two vegans get in a fight, is that considered to be beef? <laughs> no? There we go. Okay, I got to do the one-liners of the ones I hit. All right, well, hey, um, I'm hosting an open mic on Saturday. If you guys are bored, want to come out? A little tiki desk. Thank you. I respect you all. Thanks for bombing. J.W. Blunt, everyone. It's harder than it looks. Yeah. He's so brave. Actually, J.W. Blunt, he does have a show here on Fridays from 4 to 6 called J.W. Megawig. And on Saturdays, Tiki Desk Haven. Uh, tiki Desk Haven. Tiki. <laughs> the Tiki Desk. Sorry. That's like, that's what you would see. Anyways, more inside baseball. Anyways, look him up. Uh, hey, your next comedian. So excited that he's here. Clap your hands together for Josh Katsky. Yay. Yeah. Uh, fun facts about Polk Street that I just learned. Uh, in Cantonese, the word street is guy, and Polk guy is a Cantonese phrase for eat shit. So Polk Street is a Cantonese slur. Fun stuff. Um, hate myself for writing this, but we're going to do it. Uh, I just met my brother's kids for the first time, uh, Denise and Denephew. Kill me. Kill me, please, somebody. All right, jokes in no particular order. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, I had a leg injury. I uh, had to go to get a bunch of x-rays for it, and um, what I learned is that I fucking hate getting x-rays. I don't understand if they're dangerous or not, because when you get an x-ray, they put, like, a little, like, 4 by 4 pad of lead on your junk, which, like, if the x-ray isn't dangerous, then why are you putting this on my balls and if it is dangerous, why are you only worried about getting tumors on my balls? Like, I don't want the rest of me to have cancer either. Um, but anyway, after I, I got my I got my x-ray, go to the doctor. Uh, the doctor uh, looks at my x-ray in front of me, and he goes, Josh, uh, this looks like it could either be a bone bruise or cancer. And I'm thinking maybe just say you don't know. Right? Maybe don't have cancer as your first guess. Uh, but he, he, he tells me, 
that he's not sure, so I have to go back in to get an x-ray of my left leg to get a comparison, go back in, get that x-ray, come back. Doctor goes, okay, it's a little blurry. Can you go back, get another x-ray on my left leg? Come back, he's like, okay, we need one more of you on your right leg. I'm like, dude, are you just trying to prove yourself right? Like, you just trying to give me fucking cancer, sending me back in there again? All right, I'll make that work at some point. Um, yeah, uh, let's do a few of these then. I have a girlfriend. We're not really ready uh, to, like, pop the question yet. You know, like, we figure a few more years before uh, we get miserable. And <laughs> that was only for you, apparently. Um, and But I've been talking to some other friends. Like, one of my fraternity friends just went ring shopping with his girlfriend. And I don't understand ring shopping because once you take a person ring shopping you can't really surprise them with the question right and that's like half the fun so like I was trying to figure out like if I was to take my girlfriend ring shopping how would I continue to surprise her and what I, I realized I'm gonna do I figured it out uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my girlfriend ring shopping and then never propose yeah you guys can uh, you guys can surprise your girlfriend one time I'm gonna surprise her for the rest of her life um, you guys getting ant issues yet in the summer? Yeah, you have an ant problem? Uh, I uh, had a bit of an ant issue last year. We got an exterminator, and the exterminator told us that uh, when he does, like, he puts poison traps around, but the poison traps actually don't kill ants. The ants, uh, when an ant goes to the poison trap, they don't eat the poison, they take the poison, and they bring it back to their ant hill to kill their entire colony. Because it's not enough to kill this motherfucker. We have to frame him for murder. All right. That went about as well as I thought it would. It's not just you, JW. I could have had a great set, but I was like, no, I want JW to feel better. All right, fuck everything. See ya. Yay, Josh Katsky, taking one for the team, making everyone feel better. That's fantastic. Yay. Kill the ants. Uh, I'm I'm a destroyer of worlds. Yeah, but not the uncles. Very nice. And Spencer's in here blowing up a, like, I've never seen you be more creepy as you sit in here and blow up a, a fucking hand glove. Uh, put your hands together for your next, it's, we're, it's weird today. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Pete Palmer. She went down to the jail. It's pretty good. Uh, you guys should check out the glove if you haven't. It's pretty it's impressive. Uh, nice. All right. Uh, I'm worried about losing. I think I think we're all going to lose our hearing. You guys ready for that? Like, they don't. It, people, they, there's old people now who have hearing aids, and, like, they didn't invent iPods until 2001. That means that you have a generation of people who are losing their hearing from, like, record players and loud conversation. We're fucked. Some people, I wear my headphones too much. Some people will, like, leave their AirPods in all the time, like, even when they're talking to you. And I feel like if you're someone who leaves your AirPods in while you're having a conversation, you definitely have, like, an increased risk of getting punched in the face, I think. Okay, there we go. Um, anybody anybody ever have a cast? Anyone ever break a, break a thing? Josh? Okay, cool. I, I love that we do cast signings. I love that when someone breaks a limb, everyone signs their cast. It's like just to show everyone else, it's like, don't feel too bad for this guy. He has a lot of acquaintances. You know, it's like, out hey, it's okay he has a broken elbow. He is he knows Julia S, so he'll be just alright. I've noticed that we sign we sign casts um 
but we don't sign people's wheelchairs. That seems <laughs> seems a little unfair. It's like, oh, you're going to have to hobble around for three months, all the sympathy in the world publicly on display. You're not going to be able to walk for the rest of your life. Dah. <laughs> you get a big bathroom and a parking spot. We don't give a shit about you anymore. They're trying to park in a parking spot. Okay, here we go. Um, thank you. <laughs> Part of the bit. Um, I uh, The other day I was at a bar, and there was a guy who had gotten kicked out of the bar three times, and he was trying to get back into the bar, and the bouncer wasn't letting him in. I admire the hell out of that guy. The confidence you have to have to have people remove you three times and still want to be in a place. I can't, like, if I'm if I'm at dinner at a friend's apartment and they sigh loudly, I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'll get going. Hi. <laughs> no need to serve me. Hi. <laughs> you clearly have a lot on your plate. and Just go ahead and head out. Um, I fucking, uh, I think... I think it's I think it's good that men there's a bunch of dudes in here, fuck yeah. Uh bam, what's up? Uh I think it's good. Men have been a lot of progress on like consent stuff and like <laughs> that's such a flippant way of referring to uh not sexually assaulting people. Um <laughs> I think it's it's good. It's good that we've made a lot of progress on this. Like men have a real uphill battle when it comes to like being sexually respectful, just like biologically. Think about think about the fact that blue balls is a thing. Like, blue balls is what happens when you get sexually aroused and then you don't have sex. And then you are in pain until you are able to have sex again. That's so fucked up, men. If you w are horny and no one will fuck you, we have no backup plan physically. Okay, cool. This is a good joke to try out at an open mic. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking. I was eating leftovers. <laughs> I love, I love leftovers. Dude, I... I'm very impatient. I eat a lot of leftovers that have not been warmed up quite enough yet. Um, and here's here's the thing: is that like there's a lot of food that needs to be heated for between 30 and 60 seconds, but that's too much effort at that point. If I'm doing leftovers, I'm being lazy, right? If I have to hit two more more than two buttons on a microwave, that's cooking. I'm not doing that shit. I got a leftover burrito, and then you hit the point where you have like one bite of the burrito, and you're like, okay, this is warm. This is great. I fucking crushed it. And then you have the second bite, and it's a little cold, and you're like. It was probably just like a fluke or something. It's a dead zone. And then the third bite switches from like warm, the texture switches to crunchy. And then you, okay, I don't have time for this. Okay, <laughs> thanks guys. Give it up for your Pam. Ring of fire. Yay. Ring of fire. There's ice in the center of his burrito. Yay. Um, all right, we're moving along on the list. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, Johnny Knudsen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nice to be here in a room full of uh, definitely very sh not insane people. <laughs> Everyone here is definitely good, myself included. Someone the other day said, hey, um, can I uh, add you to my dog sitting roster? I don't really like that, you know? To me, that just sounded like, hey, you look like the kind of guy that eats Domino's for lunch. <laughs> Doesn't have much going on on Friday nights. <laughs> I said no. Uh, if you guys were wondering, I said no to that. And that's all my time. <laughs> Thanks, folks. No. No. People always ask me if I have an accent. You know, I don't, I don't think I have an accent. I think I'm just dumb. I think it's just what I sound like, you know? 
I did do a 23 me though. It turns out that you're not supposed to come into the vial. They want your spit. So, uh, when it out, don't jack off into test tubes, people. Alright. Unless you're trying to have, like, a, like a, a baby test tube style, you know? Then you should probably be jacking off into test tubes a lot. <laughs> you ask me. I don't know. I think that works. It's like, a, it's, you, know, you probably don't jack off into a test tube. I don't know. I've never jacked off into a test tube, I can tell you that. I've, n I've had no interest ever into jacking off into a test tube. Or fucking couches for that. I mean, it'd be weird to, to want to fuck a couch. Right? <laughs> See? You're supposed to write jokes <laughs> before uh, Monday. Good start to your week. Uh, I got my results back, though. You know, it turns out that all my ancestors were, uh, they did meth. <laughs> you know? No, I, I am Caucasian, if you're wondering. I am a Caucasian dude, if there's any uh, question. Hmm. Um. It's so quiet in here. <laughs> I feel it. GD, man. <laughs> I wish my, like, I wish I heard your laugh every time I came. <laughs> GD. <laughs> Be nice. Be overbearing. <laughs> kind of, kind of nice. Exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> Better than a snicker. Nothing worse than a snicker laugh. You know. <laughs> like we get it. You're thinking about something else and what you're laughing at. <laughs> you know, and people do that. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that the. The, the car was honking, you know, and then we closed the door and we couldn't hear it anymore. That's an amazing, amazing sound-proof door. I was honestly shocked. I was like, yeah, we're going to close the door. We're going to still be able to hear the honking, but uh, it worked. Yeah, props to that door. You know? I think we should just, I think we should just, like, rank people in here by their intelligence, you know, like, their attractiveness or intelligence. You guys ever watch those YouTube videos? You know, where people line up, uh, they're by, like, Vogue or some, like, hipster magazine, and they're always wrong. I think we should do that right now. <laughs> or we could all try to fit in the bathroom together. How many people think we could fit into the bathroom? Like, cram? We could probably cram seven or eight of us. <laughs> That'd be probably more fun than, uh... <laughs> think seven? You think it would fit everybody in this bathroom right now? Alright, that'd be, yeah, just a bunch of Jareds. <laughs> Imagine like a hundred Jared Senna's coming at you <laughs> down the street. Be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Don't jack off in the test tubes. Cover that. Uh, fucking couches. Beauty's laugh. <laughs> got the honk. Yeah. All right. I got two hot sisters. <laughs> no. So stupid. Uh, I don't think they're hot. For the record. There's a guy waiting outside. I think he wants to come in. Looks like he works in technology. He's on his phone. That's going to be all my time, folks. <laughs> Johnny Knudsen showing us how it's done. Very nice. Two hot sisters. Good job. I know you have nothing to do with that. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Sean Darrow. <laughs> Ira Hayes. Oh. <laughs> GD. 
Okay. I don't know. I don't deserve this. Okay. I have no money in the physical sense. But in the mental sense, I'm completely broke. I took advice from an Instagram reel that I should uh, be my own boss. But I'm completely unqualified. I lied on my resume. Hey, you guys aren't fun today. It's good. I'll just get into the things I also hate that I wrote today. Um, I was thinking about, you know how people make fun of um, Spanish speakers for laughing like jaw, jaw, jaw? Have you ever thought how they look at our laughs, though, is like, ah, 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 ah. thought about that today. <laughs> I like to describe my actions as uh, less sad than they actually are. Like I tell people I do yoga instead of um, me standing in my room at 3 a.m. trying to remember stretches from high school desperately. I don't like I think this is something. This is doing something right. Yeah, these are not going to get better. I tell people I intermittent fast instead of um, I have no work-life balance and I don't know how to plan meals. <laughs> so I just starve myself until work ends and find the first fried food in the vicinity. At least I'm losing weight. It's mostly muscle and bone density. Okay. I don't think I should finish that joke. Um, I wrote something that's a little more dark. Do you guys want to hear it? I don't know if I want to say it out loud, but okay. I, I, I believe in people's um, right that if, like, you're, you have like a terminal illness, you know, that you should be able to re reject treatment, you know? Right? Which is why I don't feel like the pressure should be on uh, Make-A-Wish kids to have a positive decision. Because what if they just want to die? It's <laughs> <laughs> their decision. Because, like, what's going to happen now if you ask them, you know? They say, like, their wish is to die. The person's just going to respond, like, we we can't do that. You can meet Usher if you want. I just want to meet my end. Usher me to my death. Okay. I, I knew I shouldn't say that out loud. Let me see if I have one last thing before I get off this stage. Um, I do not, probably. Yeah, uh, okay. This has been terrible. Thank you so much for listening. Sean Durham, everyone. Sean, I have a tag for you. The, the little make-a-wish boy, the little make-a-wish kid just wants to meet Jesus. That's your tag. Did you not, are you, did you hear that tag I just gave you that's fucking brilliant?
Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It is. He just the kid just wants to meet Jesus, and then it encompasses the whole death thing in with that. Okay, you guys don't think it's, I'm as smart as I do. All right, your next comedian, uh, lovely new human being on the scene. Put your hands together for Harvey Waljavon. Yay! All right, cool. Um, so over the weekend. I was trying to use ChatGPT to help me out with a joke because um, this bit is hard and I'm a cheater. So I, I write the prompt in, I write in the premise, and then I hit send and I get a pop-up and the pop-up says, this content may violate our uh, like safety policy. And then there's a little button that says acknowledge. I'm like, okay. I'm guessing it's like they don't want to be responsible for whatever this prompt produces, so they're going to have me hit acknowledge, and I'm acknowledging they're not at fault. So I hit acknowledge, and then it didn't write the fucking joke. So it's like, what the fuck was I acknowledging? Just that I'm like a shitty person who <laughs> like is uh, uses bad words and cheats at, at stand-up comedy? I guess so. Um, what else we got? Have you guys noticed that teenagers these days <laughs> they text in all they text in all lowercase letters. They don't use capitalization. Have you guys noticed this? Cuz I haven't. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page about texting teenagers. No, they they <laughs> they do do that. Uh, I don't know if I want to finish this joke. It gets a lot worse. Um, okay, texting teenagers because 19 is a teenager. I'm 24. Half of 24, 12 plus 7, 19. I'm still in the clear for another two years. Texting teenagers <laughs> um, because it's not illegal for me to text teenagers yet. It's weird, but it's not illegal. You can do weird stuff. You can do illegal stuff. I have a hot take. If something, <laughs> if something's bad, it should be illegal. And if it's not illegal, then it's like at worst, it's weird. Pori Hemplo. Uh, deep faking your girlfriend onto like a girlfriend ASMR role play. Fucking weird. Ooh, real weird, but not legal illegal okay i need to re rethink that one what else we got here um okay i think it's interesting that you can tell what kind of porn people watch by like certain words that they slip into conversation like the classic example is if anyone uses the word ebony then they watch black porn uh that's made for white people and my favorite example of this is if you even know what the word anthropomorphic means, you're a furry. Um, I want to work on this joke, but I need an explanation for why I know what it means, and I don't have one. Uh, do we got anything else here? Uh, got a Jewish joke. We can run. Okay. Uh, the Jews say that they're God's chosen people, and I think that makes sense. It checks out. You have to be, you know, pretty special to survive 
2,000 years of some of the world's worst inbreeding and come out with only moderate to severe birth defects. Um, okay. It's okay, my family was um, involved in the Holocaust. <laughs> um, I think that's all I got. Thanks, y'all. Harvey, watch out on ending on a Holocaust joke. So brave. So, what a brave young man he is. Uh, yay. Uh, your next comedian, also young, so funny and wonderful. So glad he's here. Put your hands together for Ian Langland. Yay. Hello, everybody. How are we? Good, good. Um... Growing up, my dad had really bad anger issues. He used to get really angry all the time, but it was, it wasn't, he would never get mad at me. He would only ever get mad at the television, which is good. He would get mad at everything about the television, even like the commercials. He'd be like, what the fuck is this Tostito Scoops bullshit? What is this country coming to? When I saw him exert that kind of anger, I was so happy to not be a Toyotathon commercial. So thank God for that. His anger would get like really specific too about the commercials. I'd be like, man, that fucking Geico Gecko, I bet he has an awful relationship with his son. I'm like, are you trying to tell me something here, Dad? I like um I like going to concerts. Concerts are fun. I especially like rap concerts. Those are my favorite. I'm a little out of place at a rap concert though. I don't really fit in. And I know I don't fit in whenever they do the call and response. I don't feel worthy to do that type of stuff. At one rap concert I went to, the guy goes, everybody say, fuck police. I was like, whoa, I got an uncle in law enforcement, so let's chill out a little bit. Fuck most police, not Uncle Ben, okay? Uncle Ben's cool. At the same concert, this is the one that fucked me up. He goes, uh, he goes where are my N-words at? And I raised my hand. Felt a little out of place. I felt so guilty after doing that, I just hopped in the middle of the mosh pit and let everyone beat my ass out of, out of respect to the cause. <laughs> Fucking stupid, okay. I think the reason men are so angry and frustrated all the time is because we have no bathroom community. I think that's what it is. You know what I'm talking about, Spencer? He's just high. Uh, it's true, there's a reason like women always go to the bathroom in a pack. It's because it's like really fun in there from what I've heard. From what I've heard. Like you get complimented. They like console you when you're crying. There's like drugs in the bathroom all the time. If you went in the men's bathroom and there was a man crying and doing drugs, you avert eye contact. <laughs> There's like, there's no speaking in the men's bathroom. That's not allowed, okay? It's just silence, you look at the ground, you wait your turn, you do your business, you leave. That's, it's like prison, okay? It's prison. One time my girlfriend went to the bathroom, she came back, she's like, oh my God, Ian, I met this girl. I'm like, what do you mean you met someone? That's not, do I need to call the police? I have, uh, I'm starting to develop some beef with the short kings. I got beef with the short kings which is a title they've given themselves. If you've got to add royalty to your title, you're losing, okay? That's not good. Sure, I don't... We actually, tall people have a name for ourselves, too. I don't know if you guys have heard. It's called Winners. You should fucking try it. But my whole deal with short people is not that they're short. It's just that they lie. That's my problem. 
They like to add inches to their height. But every time you guys add inches to your height, I have to break the news to someone that I'm not 6'5", so that's not fair. So I've decided to switch it up, okay? I'm going to start telling people I'm 5'7", so it'll be over for all you bitches, okay? I'm going to change the context a little bit. Ding. Okay, actually, I don't have time. Okay, bye. Thanks, everybody. Yay, Ian Langlands, and yay with your new haircut. You look like a super stylish lesbian now. Uh, I mean that in the nicest way possible. Your next comedian, you do, you look, you look, your hair looks good. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's GD. Yay! Hi, friends, my favorite people. I'll share something with you recently. Uh, I don't have any issues with work-life balance because I don't have a life. Last weekend, uh, 2 a.m. in the night, I wondered uh, to do some act of kindness. So I ordered a chicken burger from Uber Eats. The delivery guy called me. He said, sir, uh, I am 15 minutes away from your location. I'm coming. I said, OK, come. Knocks on my door. 2.30 already. That's a chicken burger. I said, this is for you. Enjoy, man. You guys work hard day and night, ensuring that we get our food in time. Have a chicken burger, man. It's for you. He said, sir, I am vegetarian. First thing. Secondly, if you really wanted to donate this burger to me when I called you 15 minutes ago, why did you not tell me? I would have gone home from there. And I realized we want to do good things, but we also want to do it when we can see the person because we want to get validation. The philosophical shit, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I like traveling. I went to, I recently went to a village and I opened my Uber Eats app again, I, I was hungry, so I tried to place an order and Uber Eats app uh, gave me an error. Sorry, we are not here yet. Why don't you try another city? So basically, Uber Eats people are telling me, you stay hungry, but you place an order in another city. <laughs> so I placed an order in San Francisco. Some random guy, some homeless guy, sitting, doing drugs, and Uber Eats guy comes and says, sir, this is your food. I didn't order it. Oh, that stupid person is in that village. He ordered for you. <laughs> Recently, I got a call. Sir, I want to help you. I said, OK, but who are you? I am a recruitment consultant. I'll help you to get a job in any company. You name it, Netflix, Meta, I'll help you get a job. I said, OK. What will you do? He said, I will help you make a resume. Amazing resume, eye-catchy resume. I said, uh, do you think resume is the problem? Resume had some things like skills, achievements, projects. Do you think I don't know how to format? I know how to use Canva. <laughs> uh. I uh, used to be troubled with split personality disorder. Now I think we are all friends. It's good actually, I don't even need a roommate now. I live in a two bed, two bath, don't have a roommate. Thank you so much. That was not me, that was the split personality. 
the only problem I'll tell you with split personality is none of my split personalities are interesting. Right? There is a suicidal guy. There's a guy who wants to grow in corporate world. There's a guy who wants to run away back to India. This is fourth. My maternity leave application got rejected. So my fifth personality can't be born. So I had an abortion recently. These are all the thoughts I had for you guys. I love you. Bye. GD, everyone. Oh, my God. Okay, so I couldn't understand you when you said split. I thought you were saying stripper. And I thought you were saying, like, stripper personalities. And I was like, what is he talking about? So just be careful with the word split. It's hard to say. And it, I just I thought you were saying stripper for, like, a bunch of time. Just to just just... just Multi, yeah, it's stripper is hard for you because strip. Anyways, it was, it sounded like you're saying stripper, but it was really funny to me. Uh, all right, your next comedian, put your hands together for Brian Bailey. Hey, it's me, Brian. Um, I like I like true crime a lot, but I don't like watching true crime documentaries. I like reading the articles. But I always go on this one website that recommends me other articles at the end of the article. So it'll say something like, if you liked learning about the Beast of Jersey, you might also like the Central Park Rapist. And I'm like, well, I just, I don't like their use of the word like in that context, you know? It seems too casual of language. Like, I, I am interested in reading about, about the Central Park Rapist, but I don't, I don't like him, you know? It's not... I don't like it. It sounds like Netflix recommending me a new show, you know? They're like, if you liked reading about cannibals, you might also like necrophilia. And it's like, they're right, but, you know, let me, that's my journey to go on. Let me figure that out on my own. Good. Um, you know when you go on, like, uh, like, a website, when you're, like, shopping for shoes or something, you'll start getting ads for those shoes all the time? That happened to me, but I was looking for a couch on my phone, and I started getting ads for that couch on my laptop, which made me wonder, what else are my phone and laptop talking about behind my back? I didn't like it. It worried me. I think technology's going too far, because I do a lot of stuff on my phone that my laptop should not be privy to, you know? Like, I watch porn on my phone, and I work on my laptop. I don't want those two worlds crossing. Like, I don't want to be in the middle of sending an email to my boss and all of a sudden get a pop-up ad for horny MILFs in my area. I don't think those two things should go together. All right, um, here's something. I might have to read off of this. Uh, I went on a date with a blind girl recently. It was interesting. I learned that apparently to call yourself blind nowadays, you don't have to actually be blind. Did you guys know that? I went on a date with this blind girl. And look, we met online, which should have been my first clue, right? I don't understand how that would work. But somehow we match, and she tells me right off the bat, she's like, by the way, I'm blind. And I'm like, it's a first date, it's low pressure, right? You know, I'll go on it. So we go on, we meet at this restaurant, and I'll be honest, I'm wearing like sweatpants and a Macho Man t-shirt, because, you know, why wouldn't you? And the first thing she says to me when she sees me, she goes, that's what you wear on a first date? I'm like, I'm sorry, aren't you supposed to be blind? And she goes, well, I'm visually impaired, but I'm legally blind at some aspect ratio that you can call yourself blind. I think that's kind of bullshit. I think if you can tell what I'm wearing, you're not blind. 
if you can beat me in tic-tac-toe, you're not blind, you know? It just, there are rules to claiming it, I think. But we go on the date, and it's, you know, it's fine, it's whatever. And at the end, the check comes, and we're both kind of just staring at it. And she's like, the man is supposed to pick up the check. And I'm like, well, I'm legally a woman now, so that's what I'm doing. It's 2023, you can't tell me I'm not. But anyways, we're not together, it didn't work out. Um, I think I have one more thing, but I think it's too long, so I'm just gonna cut it short. Bye. That was incredibly generous of you, Brian Bailey. Generous to the room, but not to the blind girl. Nice work. Clap your hands together for your nice comedian, everybody. It's Newman Shake. Woo! Um, what's up, guys? Uh, I've never gotten COVID before, and I told one of my friends this, and he was like, oh, that probably means you don't go out enough, which I think is like a weird way of looking at it. Like, if I told someone who's like, hey, I never got herpes before, would his reaction be like, hey, you're not having enough sex? You know, like, that would be such a weird way of looking at it. Um, I work at a high school right now, and I walked in with, like, a hickey on my neck recently. And my boss pulled me aside, and she was like, you need to cover that up because you're promoting sexual behavior, which I don't think was fair because I saw a pregnant teacher working there. You know what I mean? Like... Like, like for all they know, I just got a little sugar, but we know for a fact that she got the full cream pot. You know, like that's what I'm trying to say. All right, that's that's good. That's a keeper. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else I want to talk about. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm, pr- I'm part of Gen Z. Um, and like I know we have like this like reputation for being like very sexually open, and I think that's not a choice you know i think that's just something we have to do because like i can't pick up the bill you know like that's not something i can afford to do but eating ass on the first day that's free you know service i provide free of charge takes a will and a vigor you know that's all it takes i can't wait for like the first gen z president you know that's gonna be dope as fuck like he's gonna be using gaslighting in the state of the union that's gonna be dope like I can't wait for like more Gen Z politicians to come out like this. I don't know. What else do I want to talk about? Hold up, let me check my phone. According to like Mauricio, this is not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I think uh, I think we're getting like um. I know trad girls are like a very big concept right now. That that's like the new fad. And I think, like, a lot of people have, like, a very different views of, tra- like, traditional women. Like, I know, like, a lot of dudes are like, oh, I want a woman who's, like, who only cooks and cleans and stuff like that. But I was talking, like, one of my roommates recently, and I told him that I hooked up with a girl after our third date. And he was like, oh, she's a traditional woman. And I was like, I don't think that's also in the same sphere. Okay. They can't all be winners. That's fine. We're working on it. I um I don't know I take credit for things I shouldn't like um I um what do you call it like what two of my friends they came to one of my shows and, like on a date and then they ended up like having like like getting into a relationship and then I saw that and I was like yeah that was me you know like that's definitely something I did I think the only way I'd be a good dad if I ki- is if I killed myself you know like, that's really the only way I could do it Cause, all right, <laughs> I'm not gonna finish that one. 
All right. Um, last girl I dated, she was a white girl. Um, and she told me, like, uh, while I was dating her, like, I was her first person of color boyfriend, which, you know, is cool. But then we broke up, like, two days later. And then I found out, like, her next boyfriend was, like, another Indian dude. And it was weird because on one hand, I was, like, kind of jealous. But on the other hand, I was like, yeah, you're welcome, dude, you know? All right, that's my time. Newman Jake, the Gateway Indian. Yay. All right. Uh, we've got a stacked lineup here today at the Joke Workshop. Clap your hands together for Dan Lewis. <laughs> Wow, that's a, that's very nice. Trad girls? What is it? I didn't even know that was a thing. It means traditional girls. Trad girls. Man, I don't know anything. Pretty sad. I found out like two weeks ago, two weeks ago, that Netflix and chill has a sexual connotation to it. I had no idea. I was using it straight up, you know what I mean? And I lived alone. I was telling my friends, like, guys, can't go out tonight uh, gonna be Netflix and chill for me tonight. I really need this this night real bad, guys. They should have a phrase for just staying home and chilling and watching Netflix. I suggest a masturbating furiously. How does that sound? Hmm. Been doing too many open mics, guys. I know because I was getting a lap dance the other day and the song ended. I was like, do I get two extra minutes? I bought a beer. You know what I was talking about? Friend of mine is moving to San Francisco. He's like, hey, man, we're looking different neighborhoods. Castro, is that a good neighborhood? Like, hell yeah, that's a good neighborhood. It's a gay neighborhood. All gay neighborhoods are good neighborhoods. There's no gay neighborhoods like watch out for the guy in the Daisy Dukes. He'll steal your catalytic converter. Sell it for poppers. True. All gay neighborhoods have less crime, unless you want to talk about the Ten Commandments. If those are your crimes, then there's a lot more crime in gay neighborhoods. Actually, a lot of coveting of thy neighbor's ass. Heard that one. The other day, my friend was trying to call me. I was just, like taking too long to tie my shoes. He's like, why don't you get some Velcro, huh? Trying to like, trying to call me like developmentally disabled for I should have Velcro. I think that's funny because Velcro was invented uh, for NASA, for the smartest people in the world, right? It's invented for astronauts. So it's kind of funny that I'm not smart enough for Velcro, but like a little too smart for Velcro. Kind of weird. Notice how the de uh, developmentally disabled community, uh, they take a lot of things from NASA right away. They adopt them right away. Helmets, you know, Velcro, juice boxes, right? How come they haven't gone for the ice cream yet? You know what I mean? The one, you can drop it as many times as you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. At least I laughed. <laughs> Guys, I'm 47. My girlfriend is uh, 16 years younger than me. That's kind of weird sometimes. I was telling a story the other day about, like, high school. And I happened to mention it was 1992 that this story occurred. She goes, yeah, I was one. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I got all, like, weirded out, you know? Because if you pointed at a baby when I was 17 years old and go, you're going to have sex with that person one day, I'd be like, oh, my God. No way. But now I know, you know how things are going to work out. Now when I see a baby, I'm like, I don't know, maybe. I give, I give the mom my number, be like, this is for both of you. I'm not saying I will, I'm just saying I definitely might. I'm telling It's just, uh, 
weird how that age difference changes over time. It stays at 16 years, but then it's like, you know, like when she was 17, I was 32, 33 when she was 17. Yeah, that's that's terrible, too, but a little more understandable, obviously. And then she was 18. I was 34. It was like technically OK, but fuck you kind of territory. You know, and then when I'm when she's 76 and I'm 92, I'm going to be like, ew, I'm not having sex with a 76 year old. That's gross. OK. OK. Real quick. OK. Uh, the other day, uh, behind my building, uh, my friend referred to this guy living behind my building. He's, he referred to him as a man experiencing homelessness. I hate that. People want to use a different phrase instead of, like, actually doing something, you know? Like, I don't know if there's a word for that. Let's call it demonstrating full of shitness. How about that? I don't know. But it's also a bad way to refer to this guy. Like, de- he's, like, he's, he's, he's experiencing homelessness. Like, I've talked to the guy, and what he's experiencing is the French Revolution. So, okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. Uh, We have a rock block of Dan's right now. Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, Dan Guan. Yay! What's up, people? Hey, hey, hey. So, uh, economies are t- economy is tough these days. Everybody's trying to figure out ways to save money. Uh, I'm a I'm a big penny pincher myself. I'm trying to figure out ways to increase my savings. But I hate it when my friends call me cheap, because I'm not cheap. I'm frugal. It's a difference. Yeah, because when you're frugal, all it just means is that you're willing to spend money as long as it's worth it. And it really has a huge impact on my life these days. Uh, one time I was like going out with this girl and I tried to end things. She just kept butting in and saying, listen, I don't understand why you keep taking me out on all these coffee dates. I think I'm just ready for something a bit more. And I'm like, well, listen, babe, I just want to let you know that I'm not cheap because I don't think you're worth it. So that's, that's, that's how, I, how I be, you know. Yeah. Being frugal is having a huge impact on my dating life these days. Like, Because nowadays I'm doing all my dates in reverse. I'm asking her to come over at the first date. Not because I want to sleep with her. It's mostly because home cooking meals are cheaper, okay? Like, that's, that's how I be in the economy. She's got a little bit weirded out. It's like, this usually happens at the end. I'm like, not in my household. You got to work to third day three for a dinner outside, okay? Like, that's how, we, that's, how we, that's how we do it out here. That's how we do it out here. Um, cheap, a bit, saving money and doesn't really go well with other fun activities as well. Like, you don't really try to save money and then travel at the same time, right? Because I remember, like, now when, when I was younger and I was trying to save money, I used to stay in a lot of hostels. And that's where, like, you're, you're, you're sleeping in a, in a room with six or more people. Uh, one time I was at a hostel in Japan, and uh, these two people started actually having sex in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I'm a very petty person. Like, I'm very, I'm very, very petty. I'll let you know that. So to let them know that I was awake, uh, I just started out moaning them throughout the middle of the night. I was like, two can play to that game. And then when they stopped, I came. So that's how, how petty I can be. That's how petty I can be. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, part of a, I'm part of an immigrant family. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, I think sometimes like my own immigrant dad is, uh, he just, I've been spending a lot of time to get, to get be friends with him, right? He's a little bit awkward and I can understand. He spent 40 years of his life like just really just focusing on work, never really had a lot of friends. But I can tell because he just always butts in on the, with the weirdest times. Like I remember one time he would just take me out for food and all of a sudden and while we're eating he just says, you know, I used to live in Mexico for eight years before this. 
And I'm like, Dad, why'd you have to tell me that while we're having Chipotle? Like, you know, that's very, very odd. Telling me that you're, you live in Mexico while we're having a burrito is almost like me saying I went to H&M and went, hmm, I had a really good time in Vietnam. All right, cool. That's just me. Okay, that's just fit for me. Um, but also, like, it's a very bizarre story, right, when your immigrant dad just comes up and goes, hey, like, I used to live in Mexico, and I was a really young kid and thinking that I had so many other questions. Like, I just went up to him and like, dad, wait, does that mean that I'm illegal? Like, what is that? Okay, no, no? All right, cool. Um, but it's all right, because I, th I think it also makes sense, because he opened a Chinese restaurant afterwards. And I, fig I think I figured out how he became such a good cook, because we all know that the best Chinese, French, Italian chefs are all Mexican. That's right. Yep, that's, that's how we do it. Okay, cool. Uh, one last joke, and then I'll get out of your hair. Uh, I, I just ran my, uh, my fifth marathon uh, earlier this year. And uh, no, no, safe, no, shut up. I don't want to hear the clapping. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I, I, I recognize that actually not a lot of people in this world have actually run like one marathon. Right, actually, less than literally less than one percent of the world population has run a marathon, uh, which means that this is great because now I can literally get away uh, with anything. Uh, I told my manager once, and she was like, "Oh my God, that's incredible! What do you need from me?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, the doctor said I need like two weeks off and an increased pay." And then next thing you know, I'm getting all these emails from people saying, "Where the fuck is Dan? He's been gone for 300 days. He's running all these fucking marathons every day, and I've never seen him before in my life." Okay, no, never mind. All right, I've been Jimmy o Yang. Bye. Don't worry, we won't get you in trouble. Don't anybody tell anybody he was here. Yay. Okay, let me, the, the list got a little shuffly, so let me tell you what it is so that everybody knows what's happening. Next is going to be Sam, and then Hunaid, and then Sophia, and then Emily, and then Rafi, and then Kane, and then me. And that's it. There's another person in the corner, too. Emily, do I remember your name? Not you, Sophia, or next to you is the person. Okay, just checking. Um, all right, but we're all here and we have plenty of time. It's only seven o'clock and I'm so glad you're all here. And your next comedian such a funny young man. Clap your hands together for Sam West. Yeah. All right, all right. Walked here. I hate crossing the road. Let's get right into it. I hate crossing the road. I think it's because I'm socially awkward and I never know. Like, are you going to let me go? Cut me off? Or, uh, 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 uh. You know, you play that game. Yeah, I hate it. Had a guy today. He, he, w he was just irate. I mean, I was trying to figure out if he was letting me go or not, but I was... Confused, because he kept laying on the horn, you know. Dude, I don't speak Morse code. The worst one is a self-driving car, you know. Those, those things just creep me out in general. I saw a self-driving white van with no windows the other day. Self-driving white van with no windows. Shit my pants, because I sat there and watched it eating my lunch. It did the entire kidnapping all by itself. Recently got a Roomba vacuum cleaner, you know, those little robots. You put them on the floor and they do the vacuuming for you. I really like mine, but it sketches me out just a little bit because I've heard it's mapping out my house and sending the data to Amazon so they can target me with more ads. So from time to time, I like to put mine and let it go on a treadmill for a while, you know, stay ahead of the competition. And I thought it was working. I thought I had really beat the system until I logged into my Amazon and saw all those ads for four-mile-long rugs. Those would look great on my treadmill. Now, I don't get treadmills. I don't get Pelotons. You know, working out indoors in general, you know? I mean, if there's no one around to watch, what's the point of streaking in the first place? Let's bounce around. Yeah, I'm not good with girls, if you can't tell. I've tried everything, you know? Sunglasses, scarves, 
We tried it all. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's erectile dysfunction. I think that's the root issue. A dick just kind of acts like a cat now. It does whatever it wants you know, on its own terms. I don't know how to get diagnosed, how to get help for that. You know, Do I just go to the doctor? They're going to be like, dude, if Dr. Nielsen can't get you hard, nobody can. I think a lot of people these days are creating bullshit problems so that they can sell or at least try to sell me their bullshit solutions. I was scrolling Instagram the other day. This guy almost got me. He was telling me, you know, hey, man, you've been doing everything backwards. He's this health guy, you know, telling me I'm walking backwards, running backwards, swimming backwards, that my knees are made to go the other way and it's healthier and I'm doing everything backwards. And I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm doing everything backwards. You know, like what about doggy style with my girlfriend? Because if she was supposed to be fucking me from behind the entire time, then I think we figured out why I, uh, at least why I have erectile dysfunction. I don't know. Saw a documentary, documentary on uh, dog fights in World War II in the skies, you know? Very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, the most interesting part for me was how they trained those patriotic puppies to fly, fly the planes in the first place. Yeah. Is that, wait, what? Oh, I thought, oh, I thought there was someone else's joke. And I oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, you like dogs? Do you like the uh, kamikaze Japanese Shiba Inus at Pearl Harbor? Because I got to tell you, man, I don't think all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, let's end it here. I think I heard the, I think I heard a, heard a horn in the distance. Um saw a drag race in the middle of the street on the way here. I saw a drag race. And it blew my mind because until today, I'd never seen someone in high heels running so fast before. All I could think to do was just run out, you know, and, and yell at them, hey, man, you're doing that backwards. All right, thanks, everybody. I'm saying. <laughs> Dim West, everyone. Hooray. <laughs> yay. And then yay. Sorry, I coughed. I just took a hit of a vape pen. Uh, I'm having fun, not just because of the vape pen, but because everyone's being really funny. Yay. Um, clap your hands. Keep clapping for your next meet me. And it's Tunay Shakur. Woo! Thank you. Um, I don't like when people use words I don't understand. Um, like today, someone came up to me. He's like, Tunay, how do you feel about being part of the South Asian diaspora? I was like, what the fuck did you just call me? Um, she's like, no, no, it just means someone who's been displaced from their homeland. And I was like, that's offensive. Like, my grandfather is diaspora because his ashes were spread in the ocean. I'm just an immigrant. I came here. Um, um, I was at a restaurant the other day, and I was like, babe, look, this is pretty cool. This restaurant has items that only girlfriends can order, and they marked them with a little GF right next to them. And she's like, Kunaid, I don't think that's what that means. And I was like, no, look, none of these dishes have carbs in them because it's probably a girlfriend issue, complain about carbs and bloating. And I was like, look, it also tells you what food you shouldn't order. It puts a little VG next to it for very gross. Just, okay. Um, I don't have a lot of friends, but I do have a lot of issues, which might be part of the reason I don't have a lot of friends. I don't know if, if those two things are related. Um, uh, I live in an old building, and uh, I found a mouse 
the other day in my apartment. And I told my landlord, hey, we have a mouse issue. And he said, it's an old building. It happens. I was like, what other profession gets away with just doing nothing like that? Could you imagine going to a doctor with cancer and him being like, well, you're old. It happens. You know, just good luck. Still need that check. Um, I've also found out recently that if you are starting a sentence and you want people to forget what you're about to say, um, just let your voice crack in the middle of it. Because you could be saying anything. As the minute your voice cracks, your friends are just going to rip you to shreds for the next 10 minutes. I'll be like, hey, I just clung. And then doesn't matter what I say next. They're never going to remember it. Um, I was playing rec ball recently. And if you've never played ball at the rec gym, it's just a bunch of middle-aged dudes who are reliving their high school glory days. And there's one guy at the gym, and every time he scored the ball, he was just like, I'm built different. I'm built different. And I was like, dude, you need to chill. You're 42, and you're wearing a knee brace. You're built average. In fact, I'd probably say you're at maintenance right now. <laughs> like, you're barely surviving. Um, I keep trying new drugs, not because I want to. It's just I feel like I never get a fun story out of my drug experiences, like everyone seems like they do drugs and they have these crazy stories and I never get anything. I just do progressively harder drugs and just end up doing more more trivial tasks. Like I'm worried that I'm just gonna get to meth and just be like, I did meth and I deep cleaned my apartment. All right, thank you. Yay, Uday Shakur! Deep clean your apartment on meth, hooray! That was lovely. All right, we have a couple comedians left. I, I, I beg you to stick around. Uh, clap your hands together for your next one. She's so funny. It's Sophia Garrow. Yay! Uh, I was reading a New York Times article recently that said, Americans are lonelier than ever. Next time you find yourself an unfulfilling chit-chat with someone new, try asking them when they last cried. So I tried it with my neighbor while we were talking about the weather, um, and she started tearing up. She was like, thank you so much for asking. My, my husband wants a divorce, and I just lost my job. I don't know what to do. What about you? And I was like, wow. My TikTok just got hacked. <laughs> we are really going through it. But we have each other. So it worked. It worked for me. Um, when I was in college, I had three roommates. They were all very unusual, unexpected combinations of people. Uh, the first one was Jewish and Mexican. The second one was Mormon and Japanese. And the third one was Muslim and a bitch. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. But uh, I did learn a lot by living with them. You know, like I learned the meaning behind Shabbat or like the very specific ways that I'm going to be tortured in hell. <laughs> That kind of stuff. But we did have very different values. I remember my, my, I came home one day after a day with my boyfriend at the time. I was so excited. I was like, guys, he told me he thinks I might be the one. And my Mormon roommate was so excited. She was like, oh my god, out of how many <laughs> did he tell you? I was like, it's not really how it works. You know, I won't know until I check his phone later when I'll find out. But my Mormon roommate specifically, she had a really big heart, but was just really out of touch with reality. I remember she came home one day and was like, I have this amazing idea. 
let's print out a bunch of flyers and invite all the homeless people in the park to a potluck in our apartment. I was like, I'm not convinced you know what a potluck is. Inviting a homeless person to a potluck is like having sex with a frat guy. You know, they'll come, but they're not going to bring much to the table. You know. But uh, the next week we were walking down the street together, there was a homeless guy that we passed. He goes, hey, ladies, can I borrow one of your phones? And she hands this stranger her phone. He dials a random number and goes, hey, listen to me. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to fucking kill you. And then hands the phone back to her. She was like, oh, my God. Can you believe that he did that? I was like, that was wild. He didn't even mention the potluck. Crazy. Um, okay, I went, to a, I went to a fancy restaurant with my mom recently, and the waitress came up to us before the food came, and she was like, I just want to let you guys know that everything on the menu has been touched by fire or smoke. So cooked, the word for that. Can you imagine if all restaurants said that, though? They're like, here at Applebee's, everything has been touched by electromagnetic radiation. <laughs> here at Subway, all of our ingredients have been touched by frost and tundra. Here at Pizza Hut, everything at the salad bar has been touched by that kid. Right. I, when I was in high school, I went on a trip to Peru, and when I was there, I got typhoid fever. And so when I came home, I had to send stool samples to the hospital every week. So every week, I had to shit into a Tupperware and deliver it to the hospital like the world's most fucked up DoorDash. And one week, my dad offered to deliver it for me to the hospital, except when he got there, he took one step out of the car, dropped the Tupperware, um, spilled my sample, across the parking lot, like he was fertilizing the asphalt. Um, his solution was to take the lid and just scoop it back in, which really made me realize there's not a single person in this world that I love enough to scoop their shit back into a Tupperware. He then handed it over to the hospital with no explanation. They called him the next day like, well, good news is your daughter no longer has typhoid. Uh, bad news is she's eating gravel. <laughs> That's my time. Thank you guys so much. Sophia Garrow. Yay. I guess in medical terms, they call that pika. <laughs> yeah, when you eat things you're not supposed to eat, like jump ropes or, yeah, I don't know, socks. I don't know, whatever things you're not supposed to eat. A dryer sheet. Uh, hey, your next comedian, so funny and wonderful. Put your hands together for Emily Rudolph. Yay! Hey, guys. All right, I'm going to try some new stuff. Um, I grew up in the Southwest, and I'm tired of people assuming that I don't season my food. I keep inviting new friends over for dinner, and they just show up with their own little salt and pepper, like they're doing me a favor. Um... I already forgot what I was going to do next. That's awful. That's awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then when I visit home, it's like, why don't we stop trying to make white food cultural? You know what I mean? Just because you, like, dumped half of a Safeway Hispanic food aisle into a casserole dish and called it white bean chili doesn't make you Gordon Ramsay all of a sudden. You know what uh, Gordon Ramsay and white bean chili do have in common, though? Both are best enjoyed fucking spicy. 
Um, put some salt on it at least, you fucking donkey. That is what Gordon Ramsay would say. <laughs> I want to like scream that, but I'm not ready yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then like the neighborhoods too. If you notice, like all the neighborhoods now, at least where I'm from, right? They have these Facebook groups for like suburban moms, um, and it's just a bunch of unemployed women like spying on their neighbors and sharing soup recipes, but they claim to be a virtual neighborhood watch. And I don't know if you guys have thought about this, but uh, the suburbs are the only place in the world where you can get hundreds of white women together and accomplish absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, what else did I want to do for you guys? So growing up in the Southwest wasn't all bad, though. Like, it gave me a very particular set of interests. Uh, like, I really love a good reverse cowgirl. Not the sex position. I just really love trans cowboys. It really gets me hot. <laughs> I used to uh, work in a call center. Did any of you guys have that awful job? Yeah, we're survivors. You're in pain. <laughs> uh, that was the scariest job I've ever had, mostly because it's the closest I've ever been to soci society's most deranged people, um, besides my own mom, who yeah. thankfully doesn't listen to this. And working at this place felt like when you uh, order, when you DoorDash McDonald's at 2 a.m., you know, and you overpay, and you wait all this time, and then half of it shows up cold, like both for fattening and devoid of joy, but at least there was food on my table. After about a year of working at that place, I got uh, promoted to live chat, which was cool because I didn't get paid more, but uh, people had to type out their verbal abuse to me now. And so we would have these people who would come on and just start chat after chat uh, and say awful things to us. And this one guy kept starting chats and demanding a hamburger, you know? And he was just like, give me a fucking hamburger. Uh, and just like a bunch of slurs. And so I, <laughs> I added my manager to the chat and I was like, what do you want to do with this guy? Um, and I swear to you, my manager just starts looking up pictures of hamburger ingredients, you know? Just like sending this guy like a bun, lettuce, like mayonnaise. And the chat got quiet, uh, and the guy calmed down a little bit, and he finally just writes back, no pickles, please. Um, that's everything I wanted to try. Thank you. <laughs> Emily Rudolph, everyone. I love that last joke. It's going to get somewhere soon, but the premise of it is so great with the building. and everything. I guess that's what they want. It sounds more like a sex call line. There's three comedians left. Hang fast, everyone. Uh, three comics left. Clap your hands together for your next one. It's Raphael Wolfgang. Woo! Hey, how we doing, everybody? Hey, hey, how we doing? Hey, how's it going? Hey, 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 hey. Lick my balls. Hey, oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, before I start, I should probably let you guys know that I have Tourette's Syndrome. Um, it's a weird form of, it's not the type of Tourette's where you cuss, it's just the type where you tell shitty jokes. See, like, like that, that was my Tourette's kicking in just now. Um, but when I said lick my balls, that was real. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> anyway, so I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and, uh, uh, he's really rich, you know what I mean? He's, he's got a lot of money, and, uh, rich people really piss me off because they spend money on really stupid shit all the time. It's like some rich people are too dumb not to spend their money on dumb shit. You know what I mean? I was talking to him and he was telling me about the subscription he has for this audio porn website. 
Have you guys even heard of that? Do you guys even know that? It's like, it's it's a real thing. It's like normal porn, but without the video. It's just the audio. He pays, I, I asked him how much he paid for this. He was like, uh, like $200 a month. And I was like, close your eyes. Close your fucking eyes. The fuck are you doing, dude? And he goes, no, 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 no. You don't get it. It's it's great. It's produced to be audio porn, and, and you don't need the video, right? It's just the audio. You can just let your imagination take over. So I was like, okay, so I tried it. I went and tried it, and all I could imagine was just a fully clothed voice actor in a recording studio, you know? Just like some poor woman just like grinding, just trying to make ends meet, just trying to make money. You know, she wasn't hot enough for normal porn. Now she's doing this fucking... She's just standing there with a microphone, just exactly like me, just some just some person with a microphone, just like, it's for the kids, it's for the kids, we need the money. <laughs> and the other bullshit thing about it, too, was I live in an apartment complex, right? So I was listening to this audio porn, and I was like, I can't do this. And my imagination was just fucking me up. And then I turned it off, and I realized I, c I could still hear it, and I was like, wait, what's going on? I realized, wait a minute, I can hear my neighbors fucking right now. Why on earth am I paying for this shit? Why the fuck would anyone want to listen to just a fully clothed voice actor in a recording studio faking an orgasm when you can listen to a real woman in her bedroom genuinely faking an orgasm to keep her marriage together, you know? It's the same thing. It's for the kids. It's for the, ah, oh, we need the money. We need the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should do it for the kids, guys. Anyway, uh, I played water polo growing up. Um, do you guys know what water polo is? Yeah, some of you guys do. Clap if you know what water polo is. Cool, yeah, we got a lot of white people here tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I played uh, I played water polo growing up. Water polo is a really cool sport. For those of you who don't know, it's basically like soccer in the water, but you use your hands, right? There's like two soccer goals. And it's a cool sport. Most of the game is played underwater, and the referees are up on the pool deck, and they can't see what's going on underwater, right? So there's a lot of cheating in water polo, right? It's part of the game. There's a lot of like punching and grabbing and scratching. And a lot of ball grabbing, too, unfortunately. It's a huge part of the game. You grab your opponent's balls to get one up on them. Um, and uh, getting your, like, the first time, it, it sucks. That's not a joke, by the way. I've been grabbing balls competitively for a very, very long time, okay? I know what I'm talking about, right? Like, the first time I got my balls grabbed, I was 10. And that had nothing to do with water polo. But the second time I got my balls grabbed, I was 12. That one fucking hurt really bad. Getting your balls grabbed sucks. It's a little bit like getting nuked, right? Because there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is just nuke them back. And that's it. That's it. It's the, only, the only thing stopping someone from grabbing your balls is the threat that he's going to grab your balls back, right? That's it, right? So the rule number one of grabbing balls is you only grab his balls if you know he's not going to grab your balls back, right? He's the type of person who's not going to grab your balls back. Like children. No. <laughs> and I know that from the other side. Don't worry. I found that out early, you know, a long time ago. But I did, I did make good use of it when I did finally start playing water polo, you know. Anyway, guys, that's my time. My name is Raphael Wolfgang. Give it up for your host. Woo. Raphael Wolfgang ending on a ball joke like a professional. Scrotum. Yay. Um, hey, we have a whole row of audience people with real lives, and it's awesome. We have two comics left, but it's you, Kane. Put your hands together for Kane. Woo! Nothing to say. Knowing me, knowing Yo, what's up, guys? Are you guys open micers too, or just rolling through? Patrons? Okay, cool. This is awesome. I was going to say a whole bunch of slurs. I'm going to save that for later, though. Now that there's actual audience members. <laughs> I'm just playing.
No, I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, my name's Kane. I'm from Pacifica. You guys ever been to Pacifica? How'd you guys like it? What'd you guys do there? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Taco Bell. That was pretty good, you know, if you want to get hammered uh, by the beach. But uh, growing up in Pacifica, there's only two kinds of kids that come out of Pacifica. I don't know if you got the impression passing through there, but uh, you either grow up riding dirt bikes, chewing tobacco, and shooting guns, or you grow up surfing, eating hella magic mushrooms, and still shooting guns. I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but I grew up doing, like, all nine of those things. Any gun owners in here? Anybody? He got real quiet. <laughs> it's okay. I won't tell him. Your shit ain't got a serial number. I know that. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, me and this guy are probably on the same watch list. I'm just going to put that out there. I can just tell by how paranoid he got by me asking that question. Someone's paying close attention to you. They're looking for that fucking thing. <laughs> so I'm just talking shit. But uh, I want to give you guys some advice. You know, I, don't, I don't know what your opinions are on guns. I don't care what they are. But I just want to give you guys some advice. If you ever find yourself in a gun store thinking about making a purchase, these are the three questions you never ask at a gun store for different reasons. The main reason is, is the guy's just going to talk to you like you're a fucking idiot. Here it goes. The first question you never ask is, what do you need a specific gun for? Because the answer is always going to be, ain't no fucking need in the Second Amendment, brother. It's what you want to hold it for and use it for. Fucking goddamn, you know, I hear your stupid fucking question. You got two more questions, buddy. I was like, fuck, my bad. It's a flamethrower. I didn't think it was weird to ask what you need a fucking flamethrower for, but okay. Get upset. The second question you never ask is, why is this one so much more expensive than that one? And the answer is always going to be, because this one ain't no fucking cheap Chinese bullshit. This is that real American fucking steal, and you got to pay to play with that shit. Be all fucking heavy, that is. You got one more stupid fucking question, and you're a pansy ass. Get the fuck out of here. That was an upsetting day. The third question you never ask is, hey, which one of these is ranch flavored? Because I want to taste ranch before I blow my fucking brains out. And the answer is always going to be, what the fuck is your budget? Because it doesn't matter what you're going to do with it. As long as you're looking to buy, they don't give a fuck. Like, you can literally go into a gun store and ask, hey, which one of these is great for target practice and also doubles as a divorce attorney? And the guy's just going to ask you the same question. What's your budget? All right. This is a new one. It's a little rough. So, uh, slurs, racial slurs. Racial slurs. Racial slurs. So when I was a kid, uh, I had a Mexican friend, and he called me a kike. I didn't know what the fuck that was. I'm Jewish, by the way. That was, like, a big mistake telling anyone I was Jewish in middle school because, like, if you're, like, a young kid and you're a Jew and you tell – they just shit on you immediately. I don't know why. But this uh, Mexican guy called me a kike, and uh, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a sandwich, honestly. And that was, like, until recently. I thought, like, I thought kike was a sandwich. So I would always think, like, huh, where can I go to get a kike sandwich, and how would I order one? Would I go in and be, like – yeah, let me get a kike sandwich, hold a tomato, extra pork. Which doesn't make sense, because a Jew would never put pork on a sandwich. <laughs> slurs, guys, racial slurs. Um, the thing about racial slurs is that they're kind of a lot, they're a lot like hard drugs, you know? If you're really stupid, you might think that they're kind of fun and cool to use, but most of the time they just result in serious injury or death. 
That's not even a joke. That's just a fact. I dare you to go anywhere and say what I just said and see what happens. <laughs> right on. Thank you, guys. That's my time. Kate, everybody, so brave. He just did was so brave. That was so brave. Wow. Okay, uh, it's my turn. Clap for me. Can't be it happened. Yeah, it happened on last Tuesday. I'm just so nervous after those racial slur jokes. Wow, he really took us to the edge there, didn't he? Ah, where is he going? What's he gonna say? Welcome to Mondays. <laughs> We're all working out new material and stuff. I used to have a crush on him till I learned that his mother is ten years younger than me. Ha ha ha! Squashed that right up. I was like, nope. <laughs> nope, not anymore. It's uh, it's really funny, actually. It's not funny. It's kind of sad and tragic. But today on, not you, but today on the, <laughs> you're fine. You're wonderful. You're a joy and a wonder. You're perfect. Uh, but on the internet today, somebody tagged me and said, oh, Pam Benjamin, she's a, how can not anybody see that she's a, what would they, a sexual predator? And I didn't respond to it. I just untagged myself and ignored it. No one had seen it because, no one pays attention to that person anyways, and they were just being hyperbolic and strange. But I was like, how can I be a sexual predator if I haven't had sex in six months? Like, who am I a predator on? Like, what did I do? Is it because I'm always sitting next to cute boys? Here's the thing about stalking. It's not stalking if they come to you and talk about their dicks. This entire day before you came, you came in the room and you came in the before any of the, we were, it was just a bunch of room full of guys talking about their dicks. Bunch of guys under 30 talking, and I'm the predator? They come to me. How am I? What am I doing? I'm not doing anything. That's not, I'm just saying. I'm like, accuse me all you want, but they are, they are asking for it. No, I, I haven't done it. I'm sorry. I was just riffing. I'm sorry. I won't ever say that. I won't ever say that again. No, I meant, I meant to talk today about the only meaningful relationship I've had in the past three years. And it is kind of like a, I mean, he is sort of enslaved. Uh, I, he, he does, and he does everything I want whenever I want him to do it. He's really never failed me. It's, it's Gary is his name, my sourdough starter. And he, he lives in my refrigerator. He's amazing, and I feed him, and I, and I feel really terrible about this because I do, I, t I took him out yesterday. I just baked some stuff, and I, I took him out, and I doubled him up, and I fed him and tatted him, gave him some out time and stirred in new flour and gave him some warm water and let him sit there, and he was all like, woo, woo. And some of them actually, like, escaped from the prison, and I was like, oh, you're all going to die. You know, I kind of wiped him up with a sponge, and I'm like, oh, well, that Gary's going to die. But I'm killing Gary anyway. Like, I take him. And I enslave him into my dough, and then I like let him live for a while, and he poops and farts, and he makes my bread rise, and then I heat up the oven, and I murder him and all of his babies and brethren. <laughs> bread is some Nazi shit, bro. Anyways, it's it's terrible. I feel really bad. I'm like he has the ultimate Stockholm syndrome because the only way for him to be alive is to be imprisoned. Like he can't <laughs> he can't live without me. We can't live without each other. Do you understand? I need Gary. 
I don't know where that joke's gonna go, but I like the idea of me having some crazy act out that's wild and I look like a crazy person because of course I'm not <laughs> totally insane. <laughs> He's laughing. See, you're on my wavelength today. It's the vape pen. <laughs> Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Thank you. They're just words. They're just words. Uh, sometimes words are important. Sometimes they're political. I say words are witchcraft. That's why we call it spelling. She can read. She's a witch. Um, okay, I'm so glad that, that you guys can't look at this whole. We have five real people here today. Thank you so much for coming. Um, we kind of ran out of comics, and I did my four minutes, and you know, and that's um, how it'll. I don't want to be too selfish and keep all these people here, but we do this. Um, we start at six. And we come back on uh, Fridays at 6. We do this, too. We might we might have it on Wednesdays, too, but we don't know yet. But Wednesdays, right at now at 7, there's a new show that we have at Mars Bar, which is it's so fun because it's on this outdoor patio, so you can, like, smoke during the show. You smoke cigarettes and pot, and they have, really, they have good beer prices. They have pitchers for 25 bucks of, like, whatever you want. And anyways, it's really fun. That's Mars Bar on Wednesdays. And tomorrow is... OMG, and that's 6 o'clock, and they have, we have two-for-one wells there, and that's free. And then Friday's here, and Thursday's at the bar on Dolores, 8 o'clock. And Yeah, what do you need? Oh, and open improv's tomorrow, yes. And open improv is tomorrow at 10 o'clock at Milk Bar after Hates Debates, and it's really, really fun, and you should go do open improv with Spencer. Does anybody else have anything they want to they wanna promote? No? Just check out Mutiny Radio online, and... Thank you. And if uh, you ever want to donate to us, there's our little Venmo. And our Venmo is at Mutiny Radio. And um, all right, everybody have a good night. Yay! through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, go. 
Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle. Or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st in Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Prince 2 for one. Ben Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. You're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not for Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah for free. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores, 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free 
And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. .fm. Here in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors that are countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. But not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Ticket with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Stuck in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand up comedy and those that who's that? go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows?
thing. every month at 7.30. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for TGIF. Thank God it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month. OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, TGIF at OMG. Yeah, wow. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike and my old man and Carl. Hey, Carl, how are you, buddy? All right, good. Thank you very much. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Bagdavar. Mike, old man, what are you doing? All right, uh, so right here is... On mutinyradio.fm, or at least that's what you do first. Go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm, and listen. If you press the listen now, you're probably listening now. You can make a whole afternoon of it. We are part of a great Sunday afternoon showcase. Found around the sound with Scotto just concluded after our show. Ugly Sunday, so what a day! Make it a day, but we're on 2 p.m. Pacific Standard. 
time. We also uh, have a YouTube channel where the movie we're going to watch will be synced with our conversations. We want you to listen. We also have a podcast. Listen to us Sunday night. Uh, just subscribe to that acronym you heard up front, L-W-A-S-L-S-A-Y-G, and you got it. Basically, we want to watch a movie with you, so we want you to go to YouTube, turn the sound off, and watch a full-length movie with us while you listen to our podcast. You could also just go to the YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And as always, donate to our station, Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch Things to Come 1936. Things to Come 1936. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The channel we like, it's like Things to Come public domain movies. The channel's weird. It is 2, I'm knocking out the number, MI3. So if you search for Things to Come, there's lots of choices. Some have ads. Pick this one or you won't be in sync with us because right. there's different times. And again, we want you to look for things to come on YouTube and not on right. that if you if you go to RedTube and type in things to come nineteen thirty six, I warned yeah. you. Don't Those do that. things will come, but it won't be our movie. Not our movie. But our movie is Things to Come nineteen thirty six. It has public domain in the title, but you just type in things to come nineteen thirty six and you will find channel two M I three. Two M I three. Number two three letter M letter I two. How many channels oh. are gonna even look like that? You'll find it. You'll find it. It's uh, it's up there. So hit pause uh, go ahead and click the link. When it starts, hit pause, move the timer to zero zero zero. We are gonna press play at the correct time. Do that. Give you some time to get yourself ready. Carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian. I haven't heard this yet. I can't wait to hear it. Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Derek C. Quadfather. Welcome, Derek. So, Derek, we got to know each other through Compound Media, through your podcast, Backyard Boys, and we'll get to it. But I wanted to ask you about your name, Quadfather. Now, you're quadriplegic. Tell us about that. Tell us what happened and how you got this name. Uh... I made a huge mistake, so that's how I ended up here. But uh, uh, I guess I could tell you the complete story is uh, on Labor Day 10 years ago, I uh, I was out at the golf course having a good time. I played a, a lot of golf, uh, had many shots of whiskey, drank mm -hmm. many a beer. Um, then I went to a family get-together uh, party at my parents' house. And I, I got home, and uh, I decided to go for a swim because my okay. my parents have an above-ground above pool. Um, the reason I went, wanted to go for a swim was mainly because I was a little out of it, a little drunk, um, and I thought possibly cold water might uh, liven me up, make me feel good. Yeah, flip the switch, exactly. Like, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but... It was worth a try, a super hot day, uh, September 1st. And then uh, I went out there and I was swimming around in this above ground pool and uh, my drunk mind said, hey, why don't you climb up the tree that's right next to the pool? Uh-huh. And so I climbed up in the tree and uh, decided to, 
attempt a flip out of the tree into the pool. Okay. Um, so, standing up there on the limb, and I'm saying to myself, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this. Drunk mind, I went ahead and went for it, and somehow I just completely cased it mm-hmm. and landed right, you know, neck first, right on the bottom of the pool. Okay, um, now at you're that... in the water, right? So you are yes. in danger because if you're having this problem, how did you get out of the water? Okay, so I case it, I land in the bottom of the pool, I feel the back of my neck hit the bottom of the pool, I'm wide awake, and I realize that my arms and legs aren't working. Um, So at that point, you know, panic sets in, and uh, I I can move my hands a little bit like that, so I know where the ladder is, so I'm trying to swim over to it, but... Uh, my attempts are pretty much in vain. Um, and underwater, sitting there drowning, you know, yeah. like a, one million thoughts go through your mind at that point. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, you know, I pretty much realized that I was dead and I was, uh, no one was down there by the pool. I did this by myself completely. Right. So there was no one watching me do it. I just did it just to do it. Um, and so what, you got to the ladder eventually, though? That I was close to the ladder, and so where I started was completely across the pool, so um, apparently, you know, I was I was pretty out of it, but mm-hmm. apparently I almost got to the ladder, so I could, you know, at least pull myself up and try to get out of the water, get my nose or mouth or something out of the water. Okay. Um, but I didn't make it. So okay. I... There was that point I realized it was over. I was wide awake up to the point where I drowned. And um, my luck is that my stepdad, who was up there, uh, up at the house, eating dinner, decided out of the blue to go put chemicals in the pool. That he is was, luck. Well, it might be a God thing, a divine intervention, yeah. some, something along that line. Um, so... So he's sitting there eating dinner, decides to come put chemicals in the pool, comes down there, finds me, sees that I'm drowned. I was I was blue, purple, I was pretty much gone. And then uh, my mom, who used to be a nurse, yeah. they pulled my stepdad and my mom pulled me out of the pool. My mom gives me CPR. Wow. The ambulance shows up, flies me to, you know, St. Charles and Bend and they put Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> <laughs> but we're mentioning Oregon, just so people are in context with this hospital and this area. It used to be quite an outdoorsman out there, but you do hunt, you said. How do you go about hunting, and what do you hunt? Uh, just deer and, like, birds, grouse. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know what a grouse is. They live up in the mountains. They're like a game bird, upland game bird. Okay. Um, but... In Oregon, you can uh, drive around in your with the disability tag. You can drive around and hunt on dirt roads. Um, uh-huh. So you you could shoot out a window of a vehicle hunt oh, deer. Gotcha. So you do a drive by on Pambi. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now we got to know each other through Backyard Boys. I love that name, by the way. And this is a podcast that's very fresh. It's only about two months old now. You've got like a whole cast of characters on there. How did this thing 
come together and how do you manage like so many personalities at once people talking over each other you know because you do you guys do a good job with it yeah um, you know that's the main thing is you just uh you try to have timing um you know most shows that you've been on uh gino's show in hot water um most of the people that are on our show are avid watchers of that show uh -huh. um or compound media in general i should say um, most of them are old Opie and Anthony fans from, uh, obviously, that, that's been around forever. Um, but, yeah, it, it's the same thing because, you, you know, you got a wild man like Gino who talks over you back and forth. You just have to get in, you know, get your spots and try to make it work. So everyone's kind of aware how that, how that works, um, just trying to get in a spot. You know, you, you have to have a little bit of patience and you got to wait. But sometimes we talk over each other, but it's all, you know, you – Someone tries to stop. You work it yeah. out. When I was on your show, um, I was noticing how people. Now there were some times in which people were talking over each other, but the, the but but one of them would defer to the other. One of them would back off right away, like when they heard it coming. I guess you got some practice, you know, doing that. I was impressed with. I, were there six people? I mean, I was impressed with how many. Oh, and there was this secret person, a behind-the-scenes producer person. How? to like check every level and what is he air traffic control there who who is this guy and how come he's not on air yeah well uh he just prefers not to be on air um he's horribly disfigured uh he was in a fire act no nothing like that <laughs> um whatever you know he just uh prefers to have fun in in that way uh, uh -huh. he's not always there so uh you know like half the shows the entire first month or month and a half of the show i just pretty much did it myself uh -huh. um, a lot of the times i'm doing the producing while doing the show so yeah. it's um but but when he's around that makes it a whole lot easier for me if we have a thought it's like hey go look this up uh show us a clip from youtube or man that that's so much more convenient than me trying to like scramble in the middle of a show to try to figure that out so um it is nice to have him backstage um uh, now, who'd you hook up with on In Hot Water? Was it Steve Conti or was it Bobby Tamboro? One of those guys you got to be friendly with. And Bobby's coming on the show uh, coming up, right? Yeah, he'll be on Wednesday. And Wednesday. Uh, yeah, what's it? Fred Rubino. He'll be on Friday. Oh, that's a that's a catch. That's a catch right there. That's a funny dude. <laughs> that's great. How did but you I... get associated? Like through messaging direct messages on Twitter or yeah exactly so it's it's kind of funny because I had never called into the show till maybe like uh, February of this year or last year sorry like a year ago um, and then I decided to go check out Twitter so I became kind of a frequent caller I had heard people's voices so I knew kind of who they were you know just by their voice yeah. I knew their they had multiple, you know, some people call in and play characters and whatnot. So it was trying to figure that all out. But when I got onto Twitter, uh, I started messaging people and found out pretty quickly, like who watches the show and who actually calls in. And then the next thing you know, you're DMing people and saying, Hey, I'm quad father. How's it going? I'm the goofy guy that calls in and does this. Um, so that's kind of how we all met. And then we started direct messaging and, uh, Come to find out there was another show that they were on so i hook up with those guys and uh, uh -huh. we were playing around on a different podcast and um maybe around thanksgiving time i 
decided, hey, maybe I'll try to do a StreamYard account and play with it. And next thing you know, we're the Backyard Voice. And yeah. uh, Garrett and Gino are now our, like, audio drop on our show because they, yeah. you know, they kind of plugged us on the show. Backyard so, Boys. That's right. Yeah, I, I I guess we're like the resident show now, like uh, the In Hot Water fan show. That's uh, why we, I wanted to be on, you know, because I knew it was associated and, and, and uh, you know, just the name. The name is really what made me want to do it. So now on YouTube to find you guys, it's BYB Podcast. That's the channel, right? Yes, sir. At and BYB what, Podcast. And, and what same thing for Twitter. It's the same Twitter handle. No, it's uh, at BYB underscore podcast. At BYB underscore. That's the difference. Yeah. Only because that one, the other one was. (laughs) Yeah, it was a blast, man. You're hilarious. Uh, We loved loved watching you on In Hot Water and stuff. Thanks. I want to be back, you know, so we'll arrange that, you know. Maybe I can sneak up on Fred Rubino, but we'll talk off air. But okay, so, Derek. Quadfather, Backyard Boys. We are now going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and everybody at home's got to press play at the exact same time as we press play now. So why don't you go ahead, Derek Quadfather, and give us that celebrity countdown. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. And thank you, Criterion Collection, for presenting this version of Surf 2. Criterion <laughs> Collection. Oh, look at that two-faced Janice. <laughs> double face. Oh, my God. Talking on both sides of his head. Enough with the logos. You all want to get associated with this. It's a public domain movie, right? Either you polish it up or you just put it on a video cassette. Oh, all right. Go. Now, this is the opening to the soundtrack. Their main song for the movie is Hell's Bells. Right. By Meatloaf. <laughs> you know, I was at Big Ben, and I said, whoa, there's Big Ben. And Big Ben said, my name's Ben. <laughs> so All right. Look, so sensitive. Things to come. Whoa. Wait. I'm taking my 3D glasses off. It's too intense. It's things to come. No, but like, it never really came. It was his prediction. H.G. Wells was I based on I have never book. read the book. Is it a book or a novel, or is it like a collection of curios and writings? It's a book, and it's written as if he was an um, a diplomat. Uh, here it is. No, it's not. Here it is. H.G. Wells, Things to Come, um... Sorry, Mike. No, no problem. I think I know what happens. Jack the Ripper finds his time machine, stops in there, goes to San Francisco in 1979, gets a room, room. he watches TV, and he's like, ah, modern day television is much more intense (laughs) than the television of the telly I know from the 1800s. That was a great film, and I wish it was on YouTube and we could do it. Somewhere in the world, what's it called, though? Oh, we're going into – so this movie came out in, what, 36, you said? Yeah, this came out in 1936. It's based off a book that he wrote. It is a book, but it was like 
in memoirs or journal or diary of a, an ambassador, like in 20, 